Hey everyone, this is Matt and welcome to another Overflow Pod. Last pod, we started our series, Living in the Goodness of God. We started to ask the question, is God really good? And we saw the four things happen when we forget how good God is in our daily lives. Well, first thing that happens is we start claiming credit for what God did for me. Then we stop asking God for help. Then we stop trusting God in difficult times and we lose hope in the future. But we desperately need hope to live. You see, hope is anticipating God's goodness. And the only reason you have hope is because your God's a good God. If God isn't a good God, there is no radical, rational, or logical reason for hope. Because we're all up the creek without a paddle. We're all on our own. The foundation of hope is the goodness of God. If God isn't a good God, we don't have any hope, not for the future. Now, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good. Why? Because he's a good God. God has only good plans for your life. He doesn't have bad plans. You can't miss it. A lot of people miss God's plans for their life because they're doing their own plan. The verse says, The plans I have for you are good plans, plans for good, not for disasters, to give you a future and hope. You see, hope is tied to the goodness of God. And the more you understand God's goodness, the more hopeful you're going to be in life. So the question I ask for you today, have you lost hope for the future? Have you lost hope in God? Is your circumstances so terrible that you just look at it and go, I got no future. I have no hope. If you have, I hope to infuse you with hope today by giving you an overview of what we're going to be looking at in this series, because this series is all about hope. It's all about Psalm 23 and that we can trust in God and in his goodness. See, Psalm 23 lists nine benefits God's goodness for you. And we're going to cover them in detail, but right now I'm just going to give you an overview of what those nine benefits are to get you primed and get you a little started to say, you know what, as we cover this, no matter how messed up my life is, God is there, God is good, and I can trust him. So here we go. Because God is good, here's the first benefit. Number one, he will meet my needs when I'm worried. He will meet my needs when I'm worried. Psalm 23 verse one starts with this. The Lord is my shepherd, I will lack nothing. Or if you memorize in the King James like I did, you shall not be in want. Now, who talks like that anymore? So you won't lack anything. God meets my needs when I'm worried. Number two, he will teach me to relax when I'm stressed out. Oh, man, I need this one. I'm sure you do too. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. This is a metaphor for peace and tranquility. He makes me lie down. Has God ever made you lie down because you weren't smart enough to do it on your own? You're working so much and you're burning the candle at both ends and you're not as bright as you think you are. He makes you lie down, gives you a break. He'll teach you to relax when you're stressed because all of us get stressed. Number three, because God is good, he will replenish my strength when I'm empty. The truth be told, some of you run out of gas. We're running on fumes for miles. And the Bible says he restores my soul or modern translations change that to he gives me new strength. 
I got sustenance. It meets my needs when I'm worried. I've got balance. He's going to teach me how to relax. Then I got resilience because he restores my soul. He fills me up when I'm empty. Number four benefit, because God is a good God. He will guide me when I'm confused. Nothing stresses you out as much as indecision. However, you've got guidance from God. He guides me on the right path for his namesake because he's a good God. He's not playing games with you. Number five, because he's a good God, he will walk with me in my dark and fearful days. He's not going to leave you alone. You're going to go through some dark days in your life. Maybe even right now you're going through them. But he's going to be with you. Psalm 23 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And if God's with you, it doesn't matter who's against you. Number six, he will protect me when I feel insecure. Psalm 23 verse four says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It doesn't mean anything to you because you don't know that the rod and the staff are the two tools of a shepherd in leading sheep. And those tools are given to a shepherd for the benefit of the sheep. We're going to go over that in detail later in, in that podcast. He will protect me when I feel insecure. That's God's assurance. Then number seven, because God is a good God, he will publicly show his favor on my life. Now we're going to cover favor in your life, but favor, another term for that is for goodness. It's another term for God's grace. God wants to show favor or grace. And when you have a favorite child or when you have a favorite status in economic trade, you get privileges that nobody else has. So you have the favor of God in my life. I've had that in my life since I've since I was young. And it's not something I'm proud of. It's actually something I'm humbled by because I'm still alive because of God's favor. And I want the favor of God on your life too. I want you to feel that favor, that smile of God. And God says, I will publicly show my favor in your life, even when everyone's attacking you, criticizing you, when they're against you. Psalm 23 continues, says, you prepare a banquet for me in front of all of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. He says, I'm not going to just meet your needs. You'll have abundance. It's going to overflow in your life. And it's going to be in front of your enemies, if you trust me. Number eight. Because God is a good God, he will be good to me no matter what happens. See, other people may not be good to you in the future, but God will. You can count on that, that consistency, his benevolence. He will be good to you no matter what happens. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, Psalm says. I don't know what's going to happen in my life, and you don't know what's going to happen in your life. But I do know this. Goodness and mercy will be with me. God's goodness will be with me and God's mercy will be with me so I can handle anything. That's his love, his benevolence. Number nine, if that's not good enough, he takes us to the next level. Because God is a good God, he will take us to heaven one day. It says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's a long time forever. That's the goodness of God. Now we're going to summarize in depth each of these, or we're going to go in depth in each of these in this podcast series. And I want to summarize this for you because God is a good God. God wants to, number one, give you a life of sustenance. He'll meet your needs when you're worried. He'll give you a life of balance. He'll teach me how to relax when I'm stressed out. He'll give you a life of resilience. He'll replenish your strength when you're empty. He'll give you a life of guidance. He'll guide you when you're feeling confused. He'll give you a life of confidence. He'll walk you with you through your darkest days. He wants to give you assurance. 
He'll protect you when you feel insecure. He wants to give you a life of influence. He'll publicly show his favor on you, on your life, if you'll trust him. He wants to give you a life of abundance. Your cup will run over. He wants to give you a life of benevolence, goodness, and mercy. He'll be with you. He'll be good to you for the rest of your life. And he wants to give you inheritance to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, who doesn't want that? Obviously, nobody, right? We all want that. Everybody needs what God has to offer. We just look for it in the wrong places. See, we're expecting those nine needs to be met by people other than God, our careers, our bank account, or our relationships, our marriages, our boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever. Oh, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) They can't meet that need. Only God can meet that need. He's the source of all the goodness in your life, and you're looking at the wrong thing. You make anybody else the source of goodness in your life, that's called an idol. Who doesn't need that? Everybody needs this. Everybody wants it. Now, where do you get these nine benefits? All those good benefits are from the Lord, who is your shepherd. Now, who's the shepherd? Jesus. John 10, 10 to 11 says, My purpose to give life in all its fullness, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. All those benefits are only available to you, not because you're good, but because God is good. Because remember, Jesus came to earth and paid for all those things on the cross. He paid for all those benefits when he died for your sins. And that's why they call it Good Friday. It's coming up. Good Friday, which certainly wasn't good for Jesus. It was painful. It was torture. It was horrible. He died. He willingly said, no man takes my life. I give it up willingly. He came to die for our sins to pay to make all those things possible. See, sending the Messiah to die for you is the ultimate expression of God's goodness. And the Bible says in Isaiah 49, verse 15 and 16, can a mother forget the baby at her breast? <laughs> Obviously not. That's a funny imagery. Can you imagine a mom's breastfeeding and she goes, oh, where, where's, where's Cindy? Uh, where is she? Oh, she's right here. <laughs> no. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion for the child she has born? No. Though she, but the verse continues, though she may forget, God says, I will not forget you. I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Now, Isaiah said that hundreds of years before Jesus Christ was on the cross, and they put nails through his hands. Did you know that God has a tattoo of you? I've engraved you on the palm of my hands. When you get to heaven, the only person who's going to have scars, it's going to be Jesus. You'll see it. I've engraved you on my palm. It's how much I love you. This is how good I am to you. So if you're feeling low on hope, and if you wonder if God is really good, or if you need to know more about God, please pray with me this prayer. Just kind of repeat it in your head if you don't, if you know, you don't really have to mouth the words. You just repeat it in your head. Don't close your eyes, especially if you're listening to this while you're driving. Let's ask God to help us see how good God is for us. So just repeat with me, God, you are a good God. We could never deserve your goodness. We would not be alive. We would not take our next breath. Our heart would not have its next beat if you weren't a good God. Forgive us our ungratefulness. Forgive us our prideful self-centeredness. Forgive us for thinking that we did it all. (laughs) Yeah, right. Nothing would happen if we wouldn't exist if it weren't for you. And God, I'm sorry that I've often forgotten your goodness. I don't think about it. I don't think about how good you are. I claim credit for things that you did through me and in me and to me. But I'm sorry. I'm nothing without you. 
God, so much of the time I forget your goodness, I stop asking you for help. I'm not learning to trust you because I'm not asking you to meet my needs. And you told us to boldly come in prayer to you and expect you to answer out of your goodness. And I want to start asking for your blessing and answers to my prayers every day. So Lord, please, when I forget your goodness, remind me. I often stop trusting you in difficult times. Help me to remember that in everything you're working for good, even when the bad stuff happens, because you have a plan for my life, a good plan. I don't want to be pessimistic about my future. Like David, I would despair if I didn't know the goodness of God. Help me to wait for you. Help me to be strong, to take courage in my heart, and to wait for God to answer the needs in my life. Lord, I want this life that's outlined in Psalm 23, a life of sustenance and balance, resilience and guidance, confidence and assurance, influence and abundance, benevolence and inheritance. It's amazing. And I know that you've made this available not because of my goodness, because I'm not, but because of the good of your goodness and your grace. Jesus, thank you for paying for all those things with your life. That as much as I know how, I ask you to be my good shepherd, the good shepherd that lays down his life for the sheep. And you did that for me. And I don't understand everything, but I am asking you to make yourself real to me. I want to learn to love you, follow you, and trust you because you're a good God. And I pray this humbly in your name. Amen. Well, I hope this encouraged you wherever you are, whatever you're going through, and gives you a little bit of hope. And go read Psalm 23. Just kind of read it once this week before we start really going into detail in the passage. Because it's just an amazing how many promises are in it. And it gives us comfort when life is falling apart. Because Life may appear to fall apart, but God has a good plan in spite of that. So go ahead, read that this week, and maybe it'll give you a little bit of hope. And join me as we go through the benefits of God's goodness in this series. And I will see you next week as we look at that first benefit. God bless.